Hi everyone, Air here. If you thought this episode was powerful, just like me, I want to invite you to make a difference. Right now, all over the world, there are hundreds of thousands of victims of sexual assault and human trafficking fighting for their lives and fighting for their mental health. We have a nonprofit called Flying With Air Women Survivors that is registered as a 5013C in the state of Florida. We want to donate, we want to give, and we want to support our survivors. This nonprofit is dedicated to partnering survivors of sexual assault and human trafficking with an online therapist. This way they can receive their mental health care that they so need and deserve. Please take a moment and go to flyingwithair.org slash give and make your donation today. Every dollar counts and every dollar makes a difference for a survivor. Thank you. Hi everyone, Air here. Today, I have a special guest named Lori, who specializes in divorce law, but way more than that, she specializes in bringing spirituality into divorce to help healing and easing the process. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Good morning, Air. Thanks so much for having me and for welcoming me into your beautiful store. I almost got caught shopping <laughs> too much before we got started. Well, she already has some crystals laid out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll even go through each of them maybe later on. Um, so give us a little bit of an insight. I introduced you as a divorce lawyer and also a spiritual being, but how would you define yourself? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, I've been practicing family law for over 10 years here in Florida. And that's usually what people start with is what they do. But more so who I am, um, I'm um, a mom. I have a three-year-old son. I have a husband who I've been with for 14 years now. And even though, you know, we're going to talk about the topic of divorce, personally, I haven't been divorced. But this podcast is not for people who are getting divorced per se. It's for anyone who's been in a relationship, for anyone who's been through a breakup. And so um, what I like to do is bring my personal life, my spirituality, all of my beliefs into the business of law that I have, like I said, been practicing for 10 years. Uh, and so they meld together as one and bring a unique experience. It's definitely going to apply to a lot more people, even myself. So I've never been married before. I've been in long-term like relationships, been in short-term relationships too. And one of the things I was thinking about whenever bringing you into the store, which we're at Flying With Air, by the way, and I was kind of conceptualizing what this conversation would be like and how it would apply to my life as well as all of the different listeners types, right? Because we're going to have moms on here that are married. We're going to have single moms on here that have been through divorce. We'll have single dads. We'll have people like me, never married, and then people happily married like you, right? And so I would consider yourself almost more of like a relationship guru than anything because you've seen the dark side, but you're also living in the light. Yeah, I've definitely seen the dark side and I can navigate the legal side. But as I was mentioning, this topic is really for anyone who's been in love before. Mm. Because unfortunately, part of love, a natural part of love is heartbreak. And what I'm dealing with is people going through the hardest time of their life. They're 
going through the equivalent of like a death because their relationship is ending, especially if they have kids, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to have children to feel the deep sadness and sorrow associated with loss of love and heartbreak. And so, um, sure, you know, one of the things I do, and I went to law school and any lawyer can do this is help you get through, um, filing a lawsuit and doing what we call discovery. Right. But we also have to understand that, um, divorce offers are really divorce or breaks breakups, right? Anyone who's been through a breakup, it offers a really unique experience for us to explore who we are and to like really tap into it, you know, instead of looking at it as just a negative, instead of looking at it as the failure of the marriage breaking up or the family ending never ends, by the way, Mm. family continues long after divorce. Um, even if you don't have kids, that's true. But we have to look at it as a positive. And that's one thing I do with my clients. We focus on the positive aspects of every part of their case. And divorce sometimes can be a healthy exchange. Absolutely. I was wondering, and I think you kind of hinted at it when you came in, is, yes, so there's this legal part to it, right? There's this monetary, there's the dividing of items, the division of family, like we're breaking apart a piece of a family to hopefully be able to mend a new type of chapter, right? A new type of piece. I feel like that's a very spiritual Mm. aspect to it. So would you think that spirituality and divorce really relate to each other? Oh my God. They are, they go hand in hand. They're inseparable. Um, You know how you say you haven't been married yet, but I want to talk about something that's way deeper here than a contract and a piece of paper. And I know you're going to understand this air. In the eyes of the universe, right, whether you call it God or spirit or the universal forces, whatever you call it, people are married long before they get a physical contract signed. Oh, my gosh, it's so deep. And people are also divorced way before those contracts are nullified by the court and dissolved. So what we're talking about here is not just the dissolution of a legal construct, which is the marriage. We're talking about two souls that were connected at some point going their own ways. And it doesn't have to be negative. You know, that's one of the things we learn here about spiritual growth, right? You can't have the good without the bad. So we're going to go through some dark times in order to come out on the light. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to that, what I was just saying about this affording us such a unique opportunity to really find ourselves instead of getting down on ourselves for the failure or what we could have done better. Um, also the bonus is you're working on yourself because most people are looking for someone new, whether you're married or you're not, you know, a lot of my clients aren't married. People come to family law attorneys, especially in Florida, if you have children, but you were never married. Hmm. So you have to have a parenting plan. If you break up, who's going to see the child and when, who's going to, you know, what overnights, who's going to have vacation when, and all of those, excuse me, all of those things, who's going to have vacations and who's going to have like time sharing and all of those things. And so when you have a parenting plan in place or, or the need for a parenting plan, you, you have to hire a lawyer um, when you need child support calculated. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a universal message. This is not just for people going through the d- divorce. So that's what we're going to talk about today. This is for um, learning how to thrive when conditions around you are not ideal. This could be about divorce. This could also be about imprisonment or, or just being in a job you don't like. This is about learning how to become your best self when conditions are not so ideal. Mm. And you can turn that negative into a positive. It sounds a lot like a spiritual awakening 
like part two to me. <laughs> well, you can, so that's the thing. Like you can use it as an opportunity for that, right? Mm-hmm. You can also turn it into a negative. You know, let's talk about this concept. You will get what you look for. So if you're getting divorced and all you talk about is how if my ex were to change or my, if, if my ex didn't do this or you know, to focus on all the negative aspects, you're going to continue to getting to get more and more of that. But like one of the things I said I do with my clients, we focus on positive aspects. If they don't do something that I know they could have done in the litigation, let's say they could have asked for more than they're entitled to in custody, you know, really just to insult the other person or I, you know, I'll, I'll tell my client, like, let's look at the positive. Let's look at what they could have done. Um, they could have asked for something much worse, you know? And when we start fo- focusing on all the positive, how about you had children with this person? There's got to be some positive aspects about their parenting. An energetic connection. And, you know, there's, you, you used to be, in, enjoy their company. Okay. I will tell you, I have a small fraction of people that had one night stands or they dated and then they had the baby and that. But most times when you had a child with someone, you can focus on some positive and then you will get more of that. Mm. It is a fact. That's the law of resonance. That is exact. It's the law of resonance. It's the law of attraction. It's all of the laws. It's mm. really the only law. You'll get more of what you focus on. So right away with my clients, like I had a client that I made them make a list of all of the positive aspects of their ex. And they were like, Lauren, I do not want to get back together with this person. And I was like, I am not getting you back together with this person. I am getting you back together with you. Mm. And then everything fell in line with the divorce. I have really, okay. I have people coming to me in chaotic situations that other lawyers would label high conflict or toxic. And I can steer the case another way. It is an amazing thing. People think, okay, high conflict, red flags. Don't touch this case. Uh-uh. I have people come to me and their ex has probably been actually diagnosed with a mental illness, like really high conflict cases where they're litigating nasty. And I can turn it into a collaborative divorce, which is for a whole nother podcast. We can talk about peaceful ways to get divorced. I can turn it into a mediated divorce right away. I had a client yesterday. We called to schedule her mediation and she's like, I can't believe you got my ex to mediate. And I was like, and she is spiritual and she's into energy. And I'm like, you know what? I, it wasn't me. Like, it's you. It's it's what you focused on in the case. And, and you know, like, also, he probably listened to his lawyer. Mm. But the fact of the matter is. It's teamwork. You know, <laughs> um, you have to uh, envision the divorce you want, mm. right? And you can envision a war or you can envision something a little more peaceful than that. So taglining onto teamwork because you're like the, their lawyer must've done something as well to be able to bring it together. So what is the lawyer's purpose in the divorce process? And like, you don't sound like most lawyers I've heard about. Right. And I have some friends out there and they're, um, they are lawyers and they went to law school, whether they practice now or don't practice and they're amazing. But we also hear this stereotype about lawyers overall, not being, as great, as ethical as we would like as a society. And that might just be a stereotype that we need to kind of let go of. Um, But what is their purpose in the divorce process? Like how far should they go? And introducing spirituality, is that something that they should be doing no matter what? Or is that a way where you just kind of stand out to the crowd? Okay. So I think about this a lot because 
I have personally, this is a journey for me, right? I wasn't always necessarily this way. And when I started my practice 10 years ago, when I opened my firm 10 years ago, I wasn't really doing any of this in my firm. And so what I want to say to the people listening is don't be surprised if you go into every single lawyer and they're not talking about this, but we are just people. You can actually go and find a lawyer who's into it. Believe me, there are many lawyers in town who have crystals on their desk. They've got good energy. They're good people. I know many of them. You know many of them. Um, so it's not, I don't want this, anyone to think like that's got to be a criteria. But here's my advice with anyone from day one. This is what I've always told people from the minute I opened my practice is you have to find a lawyer that resonates with you. Made, I may not have used the word resonate when I was a baby lawyer. I probably said someone you like, someone who you can jive with or vibe with. Because the fact of the matter is, well, you're, you're sharing very personal information we are talking about the deepest, darkest secrets that people hold. We're talking about um, infidelity, sexual abuse. Like we're talking about things that people don't just tell anyone. So if you're not comfortable with your lawyer, how are you going to communicate? And if you're not communicating and it comes out when you don't want it to, you really, you know. So first you have to find someone that you feel comfortable with and that you resonate with. And then if they have, um, if they will talk to you about spiritual, look, long before I did this, people would want to pray before they went in the courthouse. People want to, I mean, there's so, this is not a religious uh, practice that I'm talking about. I'm talking more just about, you know, getting in touch with your inner being and like. They get the connected a lot. Religion but, and spirituality, even though they're very different, there is some oh, like connections. I will, I will pray with my clients. I always have. I always will, you know, because I really do think it's very similar. It's the same thing, you know, before COVID, we used to go into the courtroom and like, we'd be standing together. People would want to do that. And like hold hands and pray. I'm like, yeah, it sounds kind of crazy, but I can get down like that. <laughs> and then, you know what? My clients appreciate it. And it's sincere for me. Like when I'm asking the universe for something, when I'm, you know. Praying, you know universe, I, energy. Gratitude, all of it. All of it. It's sincere. And I know that it's reciprocated. A lot of my cases are peaceful because I'm like, I can litigate with the best of them. I do. I have. I'm out there. But most of my cases turn um, to settlement. Let me be fair. In <clears throat> divorce in Florida, we have to go to mediation. It's mandatory. And nine out of 10 cases are settling in mediation anyway. So a small fraction are going to trial. So most are settling. But my cases tend to take a really low temperature path. Okay. We don't turn the heat up. Does that make sense? I try to get my clients into mediation, um, which is an amicable, it's a, a non-adversary. Well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, alternative resolution, um, to divorce, to a litigated divorce. Similar to like a business dissolving. Yeah. Like it, business partners dissolving. So mediation takes place outside of the courtroom. There's no judge. There's a neutral facilitator who, a neutral mediator who goes back and forth. I keep getting my, uh, my technical terms mixed up between collaborative divorce and mediation because they're very different things, but they each have their own unique, uh, words and phrases, right? Like, so we don't use neutral facilitator in mediation. Mm-hmm. We, you know, uh, but my point is that most of these cases are going to settle. If you go collaborative, nine out of 10 cases settle. So if you hire me, what's going to happen is, cause I'm also a mediator as well. I, a Florida Supreme court certified family mediator. Um, when you hire me, what's going to happen is the case it can go many different ways, but it's probably going to go a route that's going to end up in a favorable settlement for both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, my client, but you know, in family law, there's a saying that nobody really wins. 
I would like to change that to everyone wins. <laughs> well, you know, I had <laughs> Is that possible? a colleague of mine recently said nobody wins until you get divorced. And then that's the win okay. is the actual getting the divorce. And I Definitely. said, you know, that kind of makes sense. That kind of resonates. So what is the biggest obstacle then whenever it comes to mediation versus going to trial for divorce? Um, biggest obstacle. Listen, I can list actual legal things that people do or don't do like they fail to provide financial disclosure and i can go into all that yeah. but let's, let's talk about the spiritual yeah let's talk about the real obstacle yeah it's spiritual obstacles the real obstacle is when people are not connected with themselves and they're making decisions from a place of being essentially misaligned okay so they want to go fight about things that don't make that that really shouldn't be fought about mm. or they want to withhold information that they know they have to give they want to complain and say, if only my spouse would stop doing this, then I would feel better. So they're not acting in their higher self. They're acting in their very human self. And it's such an easy thing to change. You know, we talk about um, bringing spirituality into the divorce world. Well, how can people do it? They need to first, they need to connect with their higher self, right? Like that's the answer. Mm-hmm. That will take away all the obstacles. You won't even end up at trial. Because you won't be Your thinking about ego. Will be success- right. So how do you do it? Um, I think the easiest and the most basic thing that everyone should be doing is meditation. I can go down a list of things, but I want to start with the easiest and the most basic. I was a person that said, I can't meditate. I said it. Of course, what I said earlier, you will get what you think about. Mm -hmm. You will get what you ask for. I couldn't meditate. That was my story. Someone taught me that meditation is not really, well, not one person. You know, I read a lot, Mm -hmm. learned a lot. Meditation is different. It's unique to the individual. If you can find three to five minutes, I would say 10 to 15 is ideal, but if you Mm -hmm. could do it for three to five minutes a day, Especially if you're getting a divorce, like that's your homework. A or a breakup. Exactly. Or planning the divorce. A breakup. Breakup, divorce. Is any a separation period? Um, a yeah. fight with your spouse. I mean, Let's your call sister. It that, a separation period. Right. It could be like a family. It could be a fight with your family member. If you've ever been in a fight with a family member, it is the same as losing a spouse. It feels like gut wrenching. You know, it, mm-hmm. you can't have peace. So meditation is going to bring you, it's going to release resistant thought. It's going to bring you an alignment with yourself and it's going to lead the path. When you come out of that little three to five minute meditation, you're, first, you probably won't want to call your lawyer straight up. <laughs> but if you do call your lawyer, you're going to have a different perspective and you're not going to want to fight about everything. Not because meditation brings you peace and Zen. No, it's because you're going to be making decisions from your higher self, mm. from your higher consciousness. And so that, that person, because we're all there. That person is not going to, it's going to, they're, they're, you're going to take the path of least resistance. Can we leave it at that? Yeah. You're going to take the path of least resistance and that's going to be easy divorce. I like that. Easy yeah. divorce. I don't love the idea of divorce period, but if I'm going to have a not. divorce, I want an easy divorce, right? I don't want a bad Well, divorce. we can do a whole podcast on prenups one day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in the case? Okay. Let's say you're in the process of some type of separation and maybe it's not necessarily a divorce where they need to call you as like lawyer, um, Lauren, which is a little bit of a tongue twister actually. Lauren, the lawyer, Lauren, the lawyer. Um, well maybe they're also going to you as like Lauren, my friend or Lauren, my mentor or Lauren, the woman that I heard on the podcast that, you know, is the relationship guru during hard times. And let's say that I am here And I'm trying to figure out, I've made the wrong decisions to a point. I've asked the wrong people for advice, right? I went to the wrong lawyer 
right? And they weren't as spiritual or they weren't as aligned as I was with, you know, my spirituality or my religion or my ethics, right? Let's say that someone's listening and they don't even believe in spirituality, but they like to think they're an ethical person, right? Or in this case, since I've never been divorced, um, but like I'm in a long-term relationship and I'm doing that separation, or maybe I'm in that situationship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the situationship. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, there's something misaligned here. Now I'm going to Lauren over here, right? Someone that adds spirituality into the aspect. How do I make that transfer? Like, how would you switch over to hiring a lawyer or a friend that gave advice that was not spiritual based to you? Okay. It's really easy. I'm going to tell you technically how to do it. But first of all, you just start where you are and start and, and don't resist it. You don't have to worry about what you did wrong. Don't look back and say, Oh, I wish I hired someone else or kick yourself. That's it. You just start where you are, pick up and move on. And how do you do that? Well, if you already have, I'm going to tell you something about if you already have a lawyer, I'm going to tell you two things. First of all, I could tell you that you can always hire a new lawyer. If your lawyer doesn't resonate with you, there's no law that says you have to stick with your lawyer. Yeah, so you there's no hire, like a contract that well, you, you sign, We all right? sign a contract. Most lawyers require you to sign a retainer agreement. And so you have to pay pursuant to the terms. If you're paid up pursuant to the terms, of course, then you don't owe them money you can leave. But even if you do owe money, you can still leave and and settle up with them. You just have to abide by your retainer agreement, mm -hmm. but you can always hire a new lawyer. And that's in every case. I also practice injury law as well. In that area of law, people are coming. I mean, they're getting into alignment <laughs> physically and spiritually mm -hmm. and people come from different lawyers all the time. You can. So that's a thing you can do that. But what I want to say is, and it goes back to like what we were saying earlier, the obstacles to trial and mediation. Um, you don't even need to hire another lawyer. You know, most lawyers are not going to be too spiritual like this, especially bringing it into the case. Some people even think this is taboo, what we're doing. They would burn us at the stake. <laughs> no, but you can stay with your lawyer, especially if you if you resonate with your lawyer and you like them, you hired them for a reason. My advice is stay with your lawyer. Just do the meditation I said every day. Mm -hmm. Line up with yourself. And when, like I said, when you call that person or when they call you or their office reaches out, you're going to know what to say. You're going to be guided by your higher consciousness and your inner being. And that's really... So the answer there is to forget about the relationship between you and your lawyer so much, even though I love me and my clients, don't get me wrong, and focus on the relationship between you and you. And if that lawyer is not for you, it's going to happen naturally. Mm. A new lawyer is going to pop in your lap at the where you least expect it. They're going to show up at your, your lunch or your dinner or on the boat that you're at that day. That's your how, yoga that's, joint practice. Your, that's literally <laughs> how this happens. Mm -hmm. You align with yourself and the universe provides exactly what you need and when. And your lawyer may be just fine. You know, but of course, if you, if you were already having a feeling of wanting to get a second opinion, there's nothing stopping you from calling any lawyer in town and getting a second opinion. In fact, I'm sure my clients have done it. I mean, maybe they have, I don't know, but no, I don't, you I don't wouldn't get offended. I wouldn't yeah. get offended. It's, it's like going to a doctor and getting a second opinion. Mm -hmm. You don't know the law. And so you just want to make sure you're getting a fair shake, especially because look, divorce is expensive. Or if you're not divorced, you're in a, what it's called a paternity suit when you don't have, um, when you're not married, but you have kids. Mm -hmm. So a paternity suit is just like a divorce. It's expensive hiring a lawyer. So you better know what you're, I mean, hopefully you're communicating with your lawyer. You know what's going on. You know what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. You know, we're dealing with people's families. These are children at stake. When I talk about co-parenting and I talk about lining up with their inner being, I'm literally talking about doing this for 
the individuals who are at stake here. It's not just for you, you know? So I want to ask a question that is going to be for Lauren's higher self. Oh yeah. Not Lauren, the oh, lawyer. The higher <laughs> self is here. So hold a crystal for this. Hold a crystal Cause I did not prep you on this one. Oh wait, I've got a crystal poking me. In my bra. <laughs> oh my God. Right there. So for Lauren's higher self, not Lauren, the lawyer, have you ever found in your 14 years where someone has came to you, maybe they weren't as spiritual, but they engaged with you and you're highly spiritual and they found more of their spiritual nature or awakening through working with you, even though it was a divorce process or maybe one of the other type of suits that you brought up before. Did you find ever that they actually got back together with their partner because of the spirituality growing within that process? Because I know that would have probably cost some money for you as a oh, lawyer. I love this question. Anna. But as your higher self, I feel like that would almost be more important. I'd be solving all their divorce problems. They don't even need a divorce. <laughs> that would be beautiful. First of all, let's start with the premise that yes, you are, see your higher self is right there. You know what happens when you start making decisions from your ascended consciousness. You might not need a divorce. I may talk myself out of a big payday, huh? Mm -hmm. That's I'd what rather I was kind of If you go on my Instagram, which is just, it's my name, Gronsky Law. If you go on there, you'll see a quote recently that says like, you know, I know this is an unpopular decision uh, quote for a, a family law attorney because I'm saying a divorce is not going to make you happy. It was about how divorce will not make you happy you need to find happiness where you are because if you think that anything outside condition is changing is going to make you happier disempowering yourself mm -hmm. so i want to answer that first part of that question which was whether people have come to me and then gotten more in touch with themselves uh because there's it's like a two-part answer yes i've had people come to me and they're broken almost like you can see this really strong powerful person that has been it may be the relationship for all the years that they were in it dampered there's like put a damper on their spirit and i come along and i start naturally just like asking them about themselves building them up just because i can sense who they are and we we hit it off and they come out of their shell and they become this this is for men and women a stronger more powerful version of themselves your question was whether they stay with their spouse as a result and that well, i can't ever like, that i can't back together. i can't I don't know because I can't really take a poll and see if they don't call me back that they get back together. Mm -hmm. But I have those as two separate concepts. I've seen that happen. And then I have seen what you're asking about happen, or I know it would happen. If you find a way to be happy where you are, you may not need a divorce. Like people looking at divorce as the answer are not necessarily going to find it once the judge signs the paper. In fact, I will argue you'll get more of what you left in your marriage, in your next relationship, and in every relationship. Mm. Because until you clean it up at home, until you can say nothing needs to change for me to be happy, then you're going to get whatever you're complaining about over here. You're going to get that over there and over there. You're going to get it in your divorce. You're going to get it after your divorce. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, and then there's people, look, if you... Let's say you're just so, you're you're doing so well. Your your spiritual growth and you're working so well on yourself. You're just gonna naturally flow away from that person. I believe that's just what the universe does, and you're not gonna need to say, "Hey, listen, we've separated, we've grown apart." It'll just be so far downstream because you went with the flow and they couldn't. Mm. That 
you don't need to send a sign. Hey, we've separated. It's already there. You know, and that's what, and if, if the opposite happens though, too, is maybe they'll go with the flow. They go with the flow or maybe there's an opposite, opposite. Now <laughs> there's a lot of different routes, <laughs> right? A lot of different rivers. I was going on the thought process of, I have a dear friend that was in a marriage for, um, actually it was a relationship for a really long time. Kind of like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. they got married at the very end for the last couple of years. And then the marriage almost separated them right instant because like, I don't know that part of the process so much, but I do know when she broke apart from that, that one person like went with the flow and almost like, you know, was easy. Like it was easy for them to go sprout their wings or to go on to the next adventure. But the other person couldn't quite let go. And I found that the person that was very spiritual actually was the one that was having trouble letting go because they believed in the higher calling of their relationship versus the one that wasn't spiritual was the one that was just like sayonara. So I'm trying to figure out how what you said could apply to that type of scenario. So just like the law applies to your divorce, the laws of the universe apply to the scenario. And it's because that person, in my opinion, the letting go or the one one who refuses to let go, Mm -hmm. it's because like you said, they're putting, they believe that that relationship is like, it's divine, maybe a twin flame. People have this idea of the twin flame. And I think it's extraordinarily unhealthy because our twin flame is us. And if this person who's the spiritual one who will get there, they will get there. It's going to take them their time and their path. And this is maybe their dark moment. But if they put their relationship with themselves first before any other relationship, because no other relationship can be calling more than your inner being, Mm -hmm. then if that is for them, and it might be, maybe they're right. Maybe this is a divine union. It'll be there. It'll be theirs. You can't lose something that is yours. You hear stories about people who turn down jobs multiple times and they still get it or the starring role. And it's because if it's yours, it's yours. But that person, I don't know them. I would say needs to work on them and their connection. And ironically, the last quote, you know, being spiritual, clutching a crystal, wearing a Birkenstock, all this stuff we do, staging our houses. We have have the sage burning. Um, it doesn't make you, you could do all of this and still not be in touch or in tune with any of it. And you Even can meditation. also, you can also be a med- you could be a person who's never meditated a day in your life and be so aligned with your, your inner being and just floating through life and getting everything you want. So, you know, all this stuff, it's more of an interest for most of us. And I think it definitely helps us. It's also a reminder of the universal forces around us. When I have the energy of a crystal aiding me in communication, like that's, kind of hot that's fun for me but some people don't need that like you know in your example that person who's not the spiritual one is flying through this breakup and getting better and doing better and maybe okay with it in, on a better and that they may never be you know may never set foot in a church or even, not that this is about god you know but they may not be spiritual in any aspect mm-hmm. and so i think and then the uh, irony of the person who is spiritual not you know getting in touch I think we should pull a card for that. <laughs> we might here yeah, in a moment. Do it right now. <laughs> um, so something I'm curious if you do in your own practice is do you actually add readings into uh-huh. your like client interactions? So I do. Well, well I keep, tarot, let for me instance. Just say, I've had, 
if I were to listen to popular opinion, people say to keep my two worlds separate. Mm -hmm. I have a tarot page. It's the High Priestess Esquire on Instagram, and I read the cards every night, card for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I'll tell you that it started at work. I have a, a special deck for the office that I would read for myself, you know, maybe before a client. Okay, for you. For me. But uh, particular clients have noticed the card in the back. I love it. Leave it sitting up. And have said, you know, I read the cards or can you read my cards? And so, of course, I'm going to read the card. You know, I'm going to I should honestly I should offer it as an add on to the retainer like mm. tarot reading because and I make it, I kind of you hear my, me making a joke about it. But why not, um, you know, explore all sorts of new things during this time? Like, first of all, tarot cards are not for everyone, but find a divination tool that does speak to you. There are so many things you can do or, you know, read rather, mm -hmm. um, that are not cards. And uh, I think the best, the easiest one for people who are interested in divination, but they don't want to learn, you know, the tarot cards because it's a lot is uh, a pendulum and you sell a lot of pendulums here i've actually i buy multiple pendulums from you i carry them with me uh, relying on a pendulum is a way of tapping into spirit and universal forces for anything a quick yes or no question where you should go for lunch not that i'm doing that guys <laughs> but no it's real and i didn't you know this is something these are practices that are used throughout other professions um when plumbers are laying down new piping and they're trying to find sources of water in the ground they've been using dowsing methods for since the beginning of time you know using uh, energy to locate water under the earth mm -hmm. and it works for them and it's part of their training right you go to be a plumber and why shouldn't you be using the same forces to help you find an answer of whether or not you should fight on a particular issue in your case mm -hmm. i mean really I would actually tag on a few other professions I know that you would never think at first. Um, I know so many psychiatrists and psychologists that put amethyst in their office yes. to be able to aid in intuitive conversations. I know several dentists that put aquamarine in each of their rooms oh. to help tranquility so that their patients are more peaceful whenever they're getting the root canals. Um, I have real estate agents literally two doors down from me. Um, and that I know that in their office, they cover it in uh, citrine and bronzite for stability because bronzite's for like buildings mm -hmm. and then citrine for like money. Uh, so all these professions you would never imagine wait, let's would have these tools. How about the people we were, I was alluding to earlier who don't even realize they're doing it? There are mm -hmm. lawyers, because most lawyers are, I mean, look, we're all in touch with ourselves at some level, and then we go to work. Mm -hmm. um, there are lawyers in my building, in my office, who aren't particularly spiritual, but they won't work unless they have like a candle lit. And I find that to be so interesting. It's like, we all have these intuitive um, senses to, you know, make activate ourselves- energy Activate energy. Activate energy, comfort, even just having the sage, the smoke and the incense. It's very- comforting i guess it's probably primal like watching smoke sitting around a fire i don't know i, I can see myself doing that some of my employees lot. joke at me because i'm the candle one mm -hmm. i need candle like i need fire and air and i have no fire in my chart whatsoever but i always have a candle lit and i actually prefer to work in the dark and a oh, lot of people that. don't understand that about me even um when I was a child, and this has nothing to do with separation and divorce. We'll get right back on that, guys. <laughs> but we got really witchy for a second here. Um, 
when I did my makeup between the ages of like 12 to like 16, back in those modeling days where I actually would wear makeup. Now I don't really wear makeup that often, but my father would even make fun of me because I wouldn't turn on the lights. Like, you know, most people have the huge LED makeup lights and they'd have on, you know, lights overhead and everything. I would light candles across my bathroom mirror and I would put on my makeup with my candles. I never put on makeup with the actual light. And it always turned out perfectly fine, guys. I didn't turn out like a clown or anything. But um, I just work better in the dark with candles, whether it's financial, like my business, my masculine energy, or it's my feminine energy reading with like spiritual. Or it's tapping into one of, you know, into the past, because think about it, light is a new invention. Electricity didn't become a household, you know, reality, a normal thing until, uh, you know, the early 20th century. And even then it was looked at as like this mystical, creepy, scary thing, because, Mm -hmm. For is from the beginning of time we've lit candles, and I think you're in touch, you know, with really... all of the all of the people you've been, not just who who's sitting here now. And candlelight is very comforting. Another thing people can do that you don't realize because everyone thinks, you know, I can't read tarot cards or, or rune stones, but you can read a candle. You know, sit and focus on a flame. If you're going mm-hmm. through a breakup or a divorce um, or any sort of separation period from anyone you love, gaze into a fire for five minutes, you know, and, and really just journal what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I bet you it's not going to be going and litigating to the death at the end of that five minutes. Mm -hmm. You're going to, and really be open to asking the universe for help during this time. Like don't go it alone. Forget even picking up. I want you picking up the phone and calling your friends. Call on your spirit guides. You probably never even thought of that. Maybe these viewers have your angels, your spirit guides. We have universal forces that are willing to give help if you offer they're, they're helping us anyway and they probably give better advice than your oh my God. girlfriend you're going into a deposition you. you know archangel michael call on him he's a warrior he's there to help you you know wear something blue that's his color you know light a candle say his prayer do it uh there's a there's an angel for everything yeah Raphael, gabriel you know what Uriel. I'm saying? okay <laughs> thank you this girl angels and bringing the angelic energies into your daily life is divine and it you know you could feel it i don't need you just talking about the angels i don't know if you could feel the energy in the room like shifts mm-hmm. but it becomes very light and uh what, what do we call it angelic hello <laughs> we did a whole episode on angel numbers the other day and it's making me think of that i one. have to listen you know i'm big into the numbers and i have to listen to that up i haven't heard that one yet yeah, it just came out as like a bonus episode i actually that's gonna be my favorite one <laughs> Not this one? <laughs> well, no. It's going to be the angel numbers one. I, I have a list of favorites, but yeah. So so I want to play a little bit of a um, metaphysical game with you. Ooh. And I want to actually do it in two different ways. And if you feel called to it, we'll do it two different ways. But I want to kind of be encompassing to both of our listener sets. The one that I kind of fall into. Mm-hmm. And then the one that... Um, is like going through the divorce, right? So I shared with everybody earlier, I've never been married before, but I've been in like long-term relationships. But I'm also at this point in my life where kind of like my friend, the letting go or like that stagnant energy is into play. And for me, I've been doing so much spiritual work on my intuition, building up my woman tribe, 
um, conquering loneliness. Check, check, check. Especially via my trauma because I was isolated for so many months. Like that was a whole different chapter of loneliness. Um, Being, you know, that self-love, right? But also in the introduction of like, I do want that fairy tale. Right. Everybody it. like oh, I just at the end of you. the day, you know, wants that love and wants that. Not that I need it. Like I'm full of myself and I have mm-hmm. a full heart. And for the first time in my life, I can honestly say my heart is so full that if I was with, some, with somebody like it would only be like in synergy of like with another full heart. It has to be like I'm not attracting wounded souls anymore. And even though I, I know you're not like, I recognize someone that I even care about tremendously and I've had visions about, and I've had dreams about, and I could see in these dreams, like this one is like the husband, right? Like just through those celestial paths, but in this world, right? Our physical realm, I go and I see this person and I interact with them and it's super magnetic, but I trigger them because they're not on that journey like I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very patient person, but I'm also not here to go and fix somebody. That spiritual journey, right, Mm -hmm. is something we have to do into ourselves. Right. We can be healing influences, but I can't go heal you and you can't go heal me. Right. We got to do the work ourselves. So that one's kind of like on pause. But we have this thing called quantum listening and quantum looping and quantum jumping to where if they never meet that vibration, and you're at this vibration and they never match, you go and you attract what attracts like. Exactly. So it could be a whole different person. So I kind of want to do like a three card reading for maybe that type of scenario where somebody's like not quite married, has somebody maybe that could be their person, but also wants to be open to different possibilities. Right. Yes. And then I want to do a separate reading for um, the person that, is going through it, has been married or has been in a very long relationship that they're going through separation and they're trying to either maybe decide, do they let go? Like my friends is kind of stuck, right? Or do they, um, like what guidance just in general, what well, they we have for do, them for that reading, we could do for people going through either divorce or separation, you know, a little guidance for them. But for the first reading, We'll do, uh, it's a, it's a hopeful reading. It's a hopeful love reading mm, to know where, where the path should lead Okay. because, uh, as you've identified, it could be that path. Uh, but you know, it, it's like what change. I said earlier about, you know, if something is meant to be right, like if you're going downstream, just flowing with life and that person can't go with the flow with you, right? Their energy doesn't match your energy. You're just going to be so far downstream that they're naturally not going to be part of your life. And if someone's in your life on a daily basis or even in your thoughts, they're ha- they're active in your vibration for a reason still. Mm. I believe that. So I don't think that if they can't keep up, it doesn't mean you should abandon them. I also mm-hmm. think that. Like, are you supposed to just be that influence? Well, let's see what the cards say. Um, <laughs> I'm so open um, to this at this as point. As to what, keeping an open mind and an open heart while looking for that fairy tale. That's what we should be looking for. Ooh, I knew I was getting the Queen of Swords with my air. I knew I was getting it. Now, I don't know what card you identify with because everyone identifies with a card, but mm-hmm. I have a card for you. Oh, it's really? the Queen of Swords. <laughs> Okay. Because you're the queen of air for me. 
because of your name and because of who you are. It's funny that you said you, um, you don't have any fire in your signs. Uh, you don't have any fire in your reading either, girl. I never do. It's not your reading. This is the reading this for the collective. For, yeah. but, but you asked about it, right? And so go figure. You're utilizing posed, my energy. She to be poses able. the question and not a <laughs> wand in sight. Okay. So for the person who is who feels like maybe they've even spiritually outgrown the the one that's in their heart and their heart is open for new love, the laws of the universe is pretty much what we've been talking about all day, right? Um if there's a blockage there, I'm not saying there is what I'm, cause I have justice reversed. So if there is a blockage there, it is as simple as, like I said earlier, getting, starting where you're at, not looking back and saying, what did I do wrong? And all that literally starting where you're at and focusing on what you want, focusing on what you want, not the person, the feeling. If you get, like, you know, that what you want, that feeling, what you want, list the, the feeling words, focus mm -hmm. on that and you'll get it. Um, but also you have to communicate. And this is not just about communicating how you feel with others. It's about being honest with yourself. Sometimes we think we know what we want. We don't realize that we're not being truthful with ourselves on the deepest level. And it's like, wait, what do you mean? I know myself. But imagine you get it. Imagine you got you get the thing that you really want. And uh, it doesn't make you feel as, as wonderful as you thought it did. It goes back to focusing on what on those feeling words of what you want. You don't need anything to give you that feeling. You need to find that feeling and then you'll have everything. And then the Ten of Pentacles is such a beautiful card to get um, for like a future positioning in the reading because the Ten of Pentacles, not only does it picture a happy man and woman in their fairy tale castle mm -hmm. with their child and their dog, it symbolizes generational happiness, okay? It's abundance it's material wealth and success but it's also spiritual with a partner spiritual partner i used to get this card a lot and i have to tell you this card got me through some really dark days so if you ask about a love reading and and listeners if you ever get a reading with me and you you're on a love topic and you get a ten of pentacles i'm gonna tell you like this is a fairy tale ending which is mm. so funny because that's what you mentioned right it was like a fairy tale yeah this is it everybody this wants is it. this is the pinnacle of now, most readers won't tell you the Ten of Pentacles is relationship success. They'll tell you it's finan financial and economic success. Mm -hmm. But like for me, it's a, per you know, the cards are personal. This is to me the fairy tale ending. Mm -hmm. And guys, go look at the Ten of Pentacles and tell me that that is not. It's warmth and it's it's Abundance. love. It's family. It's and, and I think, see, this isn't necessarily a man and woman. But I think that the woman is gazing into her, her partner's eyes, even though you can't see where they're looking. And the child is petting the dog's tush. Okay. I always think of heirlooms when I think of Ten of Pentacles. And, and like when I said generational happiness, uh, an heirloom is a generational gift that we pass, right? Of love. You are going to be passing the love. The, whoever's listening to this, if you, this reading found you. See, when the reading finds you, the reading finds you. <laughs> the gift of love is going to be the most valuable heirloom that you pass down to your children and their children and their children mm. that is really what the cards are saying and i really love how it didn't really tell you if it was that person like the person on your heart oh. or if it was another person it was just saying let go of the expectation that it's this person or another person and just know that you're getting that fairy tale ending well i, I don't want to harp on it but you know that old justice card that came up in its reverse state 
It's mm-hmm. like laughing at you and I because we've been sitting here talking about like attracts like and you get more of what you think about and all of that. And the card literally, like, it was the first card that popped up and it's like, you guys, and, and you listening, like, you know the answer. You mm-hmm. know that it's you and your thoughts. And this, what I said earlier, your relationship, see, to me, the justice card is the law of attraction card out of all 78 cards. It is not the laws of man and getting divorced and all that. It's the laws of the universe. It's, mm, I never thought of it that way. The justice I mean, card Justice is, is about balance. It's about mm-hmm. good days and bad days. It's about, right. But, but when I get it, and I know I'm not the only one. I read a book. I've read so many tarot books. I know I'm not the only one that looks as this is universal law, but especially as a lawyer, it's gone. Especially mm-hmm. as a lawyer, when I would get the justice card, you know, I would think like, what, did, what am I doing at work? All that. And then I realized this has absolutely nothing to do with like the laws of Florida, mm-hmm. you know, and me being an attorney or an attorney I know. It's not a person. Sometimes it could be a person, mm-hmm. you know, justice can be if you're going to see the lawyer or you know someone that you're going to hang out with. But for me... And that's why I think it laughed at us in position one was like, you guys, you know the answer. So how did that apply? So you're saying, I said it a little bit differently, or I thought about it a little bit differently. And I love a good challenge, or I love a good, different perspective, not even challenge, but a different perspective. So I read that as, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's the person that's on your heart or the person that's in your future or present. It's just look at the outcome of the 10 of pentacles. That's happiness. Focus on the feeling. Focus on the feeling. Versus the person. Did you read it different? Now that you mentioned it, you read it as like attraction. Like you attract what's on your mind because that leans more towards the first person. Because it was reversed for me. It's like, listen, if you're having an issue with this, then I think it's going to be going back to your thoughts. And that was my gut. I'm looking for the card because I want to show you, you know, he points to the sky in the ground, like very much like a magician, even like the devil. And there is this balance with him. And I think that you're, ab- or with her, it's lady, ju- it's, it's justice. Mm-hmm. There is, I think you're absolutely right that there's a, it's, it's don't, don't focus on what's in the left hand or what's in the right hand or one choice versus the other focus on the desired outcome. And I think that that is, you know, that's so poignant for this this podcast, because I said, don't focus on, you know, the legality, the litigation, all that, like the lawyer will handle that focus on your desired outcome. I said earlier, do you want a a calm, peaceful divorce, that type of thing? Mm -hmm. And you can have it. And so I think your, I think your intuition is spot on. I like when my, the person who I'm reading reads with me, Mm. especially because you read the cards. I enjoy it because there's no right answer with tarot. Mm. There's no, and there's no wrong answer. And you're absolutely correct. I, I'm feeling it very strongly now that it's like, don't choose, don't choose one over the other. That's not the choice you need to make. The choice is what is your like end purpose, like end feeling and goal. And I meant it to anyone who took this reading as personal. I would genuinely make a list of all of the feeling words that you want to achieve. Mm. Don't wait until you have something to then feel them. Mm-hmm. Write them down. Feel them now. Find a way to feel them now. If you're in a bad mood, go take a nap. Mm. Meditate. Do something and then find a way to feel oh, them. Gosh. And then <laughs> guess what? All those things you want, they're yours. Okay, so we're All right, we splitting did. the deck again. Okay. Fresh start. Like, did we run out of time? Okay, so we're going to do the... Um, we got probably about five minutes. Okay, let's be see. Good. So this is for anyone who's going through a divorce right now, maybe, or a separation or a breakup. And maybe you have a particular question about litigation. Maybe something's happening in your case. Maybe you were just leaving your lawyer's office, about to call them because something's weighing on your mind, or just breaking up. 
mm. which the old song like a long term breakup. You know, I'll tell you something. Those short term breakups, it depends on who and what. But yeah, long term, if it hit your soul and you're wondering what to do, right? Maybe should I reach out to this person? Like this is going to be a general. <laughs> this is a general. What if you break up reading? Oh, my sacral hurt just now. The foot just popped out. Oh, the lovers reversed. So the lovers reversed. Um, you know, I'm gonna. God, you're gonna think I have one message and one message only. Lovers reverse is telling you also to get in touch with you and you. Go figure. That's a, a broken record here. So the lovers reverse. Uh, popped up. It's the first card. It just flew out of the deck. It was a jumper. And it says that there has been, um, the, it, 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 to me, it's a confirmation of the conflict. It's like, yeah, come on, pick the cards. We're doing the breakup reading. But, um, I definitely sense that if you're listening to this and you're going through a breakup or you're going through a divorce, you're stuck in this feeling right now that the fairy tale is over. The fairy tale has ended and there's an energy around you of failure and that, but it just simply doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be the case. Whatever your relationship in its pinnacle made you feel, that is what you, um, that is who you are. It's not because somebody made you feel that way. Someone made you feel strong. Someone made you feel proud. Someone made you feel beautiful. Even uh, you are that person. Okay. And what you need to learn how to do is communicate that to yourself because it's the page of swords is saying, that, uh, and it was in a reverse state, by the way, I just flipped it because I'm reversing this for whoever is listening. Um, it's saying that you need to start communicating healthy self-love to yourself. And listen, because it's the page, you also have to have a willingness to kind of go back to basics right now. Do not try to get so caught up in being an expert at everything, particularly in a divorce. Okay. Hire experts and go take a nap. Uh, you need to focus on yourself. You need to focus on those things I mentioned, your beauty, your well-being. It flows to you naturally without anyone. And um, also pay attention to the birds in the sky because, you know, you got little spirit messengers all around you. So if you ever like sitting, having a conversation and a bird pops up, you should really pay close attention. It may be someone trying to communicate with you. The seven of, I'm sorry, the six of wands was in the future position. And it's in a reverse state, but I'm reversing them. I, I'm like turning them upright because I take this as a really good sign. Just like I got the 10 of pentacles in the last reading, the six of wands is success. It's victory. It's glory. It's crowning yourself after winning. It's coming home. It, it could be going out on an adventure, but it is forward movement in a celebratory way. So here's the thing. Oh, I love getting this in a divorce reading. When people come to me and they ask what's going to happen with their divorce and I get the six of wands, it means you're going to have a really victorious outcome. It's, uh, it's a successful resolution to all of your problems and you're going to reign victorious. Remember earlier we were talking about how there's no true winners in a divorce. Um, but the, the divorce itself is going to be your your crowning achievement. Okay. And that's when you get to move on and take everything you've learned. Hopefully from this podcast today, you understand this isn't a, this is an opportunity to learn. So you take that six of wands energy and you, it's like a fire in you now that you can take with you into your new life. Um, but you just need it. Listen, it was reversed. So the final message I'm going to leave to you is this is about mindset. If you don't 
um, focus on what you want, very similar to the last reading, then you may not get it. So if you want that victory and it is the cards say that it is coming, then you need to stay positive and you need to listen to your lawyer. <laughs> I tagged that one in there. You need to listen to your lawyer. Okay? Spiritual lawyer. No, only listen to them. So in our last minute here, Lauren, how about you share with us how we find you? And if somebody wanted to work with you, what's the best way to reach out? Okay. So the best way is the old fashioned. I'm always available by phone. Our phone numbers. I'm going to say it on the air, like 305-914-5688. Once again, no, it's 305-914-5688. But you can also find me on Instagram at gronskylaw.com. It's just Gronsky Law. Our website is GronskyLaw.com. Lauren Gronsky on Facebook. And um, yeah, I mean, you're pretty easy to find me because I'm everywhere. She's not hiding, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> you can find me on the tarot page. You could find me on, um, I have a page, Divorce Zen. For mm-hmm. this podcast particularly, I want to also, we are having a spiritual retreat for people who um, are going through divorce and breakups and all of that. May 20th is a way to find me. If you want to uh, put into practice a lot of the tools we introduced today, or if you know anyone who's going through a divorce, we have literally scratched the surface here, my friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I welcome you, our air. I welcome everyone who is interested in learning. It's a one day event, and that's how you can find me. Um, in person and online doing this work. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for